0: Today is Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, and Democrat judges are overturning elections in Democrat counties based on Democrat fraud against Democrats. (laughs) The timeline is so broken and it's so delicious. Anthony Fauci run laboratory in Montana, in America here, was experimenting with coronavirus a year before the COVID pandemic, the same bat, molecule coronavirus that created COVID was being tampered with in Montana? These people are getting sloppy. And somebody who's not sloppy at all, House Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be bringing you the horrible results of broken election systems on this show. Now, some of the results of these systems are very, very bad policies that affect your life. For instance, 40-year high inflation, the inability to buy a home, mortgage rates that are the highest of my lifetime, and the collapse, of course, of our economy. These people hate, Marxists hate capitalism. Best way to collapse it would be, of course, to just destroy capitalism itself, to destroy the beacon of capitalism, America. Please invest with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Please consider diversifying your investments today. Back it with real hard physical assets. I have some sitting right next to me in the studio here. And I may even be giving my Christmas bonuses in gold this year. Who knows? I believe strongly, ladies and gentlemen, in diversification. And you should call my friends at Allegiance Gold. They're the best and most trusted in the industry. Protect with Benny today. Protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY and get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying investment. Don't wait. Protect your future now. Allegiance Gold. Protect with Protectwithbenny.com today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have a question for you about Joe Biden, which will be tough, a tough one to answer. And I'll probably ask Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan will be on the show, and it's going to be great. I'm going to call him Speaker Jim Jordan. I'm going to call him that. I'm going to call him that. I'm preparing you. I'm preparing him. If his staff is watching right now, I will be calling him Speaker Jim Jordan throughout the program. Big fan of Jim Jordan. I like Jim Jordan. So the question I have for you is when is Joe Biden telling the truth? We've obviously catalogued Joe Biden and his lies on this program, but when does Joe Biden tell the truth? You know, at some point, you gotta assume that the lack of synapses in the brain, the deterioration of the brainstem, and the complete the, the dementia is gonna result in the guy having a Freudian slips, right? So-called because, well, it's when you, you're not supposed to say the truth or what you truly believe or what you're actually doing, but you just do it, right? You just do it. And you can find moments like this with Joe Biden where he's so tired, he's so beleaguered, he's so worn down that like the veneer of lying that has plastered his entire political career, it just starts to crack and crumble. Clips like this, this is Joe Biden at the White House Unrelated to our first story, but a clip at the White House, something that we talk about all the time, of course, Joe Biden fraud. Joe Biden sitting at the White House with the prime minister of India and all of his various, you know, all the various apparatchiks and Obama, uh, the Obama apparatchiks that surround the phalanx of Obama staffers that surround Joe Biden and force all of Barack Obama, the real president of the United States, running the country from his sweatpants with his iPhone uh, in a mansion down the street from the White House uh, in Colorama. This this guy Joe Biden straight up saying with cameras on, you know, I've sold more state secrets than I can count. <laughs> he just says it, right? He just says it. Watch.
1: I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared.
0: I've sold a lot of state secrets, a lot of very important things that I've shared. This is Joe Biden's exact quote. Pull the White House transcript. The White House transcript. I've sold a lot of state secrets, a lot of very important things I've shared, says Joe Biden. Now, as we covered yesterday, uh, that's true. Like, at what point do you start believing Joe Biden when he says things? And when Joe Biden says that he's created the most sophisticated voter fraud organization in American history before the 2020 election, you know, at what point do you start taking him at his word? Can somebody please explain to me this clip? I'm going to play it for you. Not doctored, of course. We would never do that. Uh, this is the clip of Joe Biden very proudly bragging that he's created the most sophisticated voter fraud organization in American history. Watch.
1: We have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of american politics
0: hey libs am i supposed to believe joe biden you like joe biden right so am i supposed to believe him can i take him at his word when he says he's sold state secrets and he's created a comprehensive and inclusive voter fraud organization can i can i believe him am i allowed to believe that clip or do i just have to believe all the other clips Like, which Joe Biden do you want me to believe? Joe Biden number two or Joe Biden number six? Which one did you trot out today? Which guy got the injection today? Like, you know, at what point am I just allowed to say, yeah, okay, it's pretty obvious that you are committing, that what is happening in this country is the broken election system, and we'll get into why it's broken and who broke it and what emergencies they used to break our elections, but it stands to reason that the less secure, the less safe the balloting process is, that the more fraud you are going to have, and we will prove it on this show. And when Joe Biden says inclusive, what does he mean by that? Well, what he means by that is Democrats putting fraud against other Democrats. That's what we're gonna start the show off with today. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is surveillance footage of fraud occurring. Now, how do I know that? Is it some Dinesh D'Souza, Alex Jones, documentary that created. it. It's a two thousand mule. Well, yeah, <laughs> actually. But instead of this being something that was, you know, put together by Dinesh, who's awesome and was on the show last week, uh, this is footage from a Democrat controlled Connecticut County where a Democrat judge played this footage in a courthouse and just recently slammed his gavel through the table saying the amount of fraud in this election is shocking and bone-chilling and is so egregious that I'm ordering a brand new election. This is a Democrat primary election. These are Democrats against Democrats, Democrats using uh, using drop boxes and unlimited mail-in balloting against their fellow Democrats. Now, am I allowed to talk about that? Because it's happening in a Democrat county, can I talk about these things? Am I allowed to do this? Is this federal judge, is it all make-believe? Is the footage you're seeing right here, is this all, did it not happen? Because a judge just played this in a county and had that lady up as a witness. And what did this lady say? He was, this lady was asked directly by the judge, who told you to do this? And the lady, he pled the fifth, the entire time. She pled the fifth. She said, "I'm I'm not gonna answer, I'm not gonna answer, not gonna answer, not gonna answer. Connecticut judge orders new election after surveillance video shows po- shows possible ballot stuffing. Oh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and read the actual, let's go ahead and rip through this actual AP article. There's a lot of articles here, but we just use the AP to rub their faces in it a little bit. Just a little extra salt there in the wound. All right. Here we go from the Associated Press. A judge on Wednesday tossed out the results of a Democratic primary in Connecticut's largest city and ordered a brand new election, citing surveillance videos showing people stuffing multiple absentee ballots into outdoor collection boxes, unmonitored drop boxes for ballots. The ruling came just six days before the general election, creating a perplexing scenario in which voters will decide on the outcome of Bridgeport, Connecticut's mayoral election and then be asked to return to the polls later at an undetermined date to choose the rightful Democrat nominee for that same race. What the hell? I mean, again, this is ass backwards, but this is what happens when you break your systems, when you break your election systems. In his ruling, Superior Court Judge William Clark who is a hero? Addressed the incongruity by saying that he lacked the authority to postpone or cancel the general election. However, he said he'd seen enough evidence of malfeasance in order to re- uh, rerun the election with the defeated, with the challenger and the defeated challenger. The listen, listen to this. Listen to this quote. This is such an important quote. Okay, hear this. This is from a Democrat judge in a Democrat county in a ruling against Democrats. The volume of ballots is so mishandled in such that it calls the result of the primary election into serious doubt and leaves the court unable to determine the legitimate result of this election. The judge cited statistics showing abnormally large numbers of absentee ballots that were cast in certain voting districts and video evidence showing multiple people shoving stacks of ballots into drop boxes in violation of state laws. Here we go. The judge once again, from his dais, ordering. The videos are shocking to the court and should be shocking to all parties. Federal judge wrote. Superior court judge, my correction. William Clark wrote. So now with the judge's decision they're going to go forward and they're going to try and run an election with a guy who according to this judge said won through fraud. Hmm. So they'll so they'll they'll elect a person who won via fraud. That's what Democrats have created. That is the new electoral system here. How are the people of Bridgeport, supposed to react to this. The man on the ballot, according to this superior judge, won through shocking fraud. The volume of ballots so mishandled is such a way that it calls into question the result of the election, says the judge. We are unable, this court is unable to determine the legitimate result due to the amount of fraud. At what point do we begin to ask questions about how do we trust election results? At what point do we stand back and say, hold up, this entire system needs extreme reform? At what point do we sit and say, wait a second, if Dinesh D'Souza told us that this was happening in the documentary, 2,000 Mules, Maybe we should have listened. Maybe we should have listened. Ladies and gentlemen, some people don't want you to see this. By the way, big shout out to the Gateway Pundit who published this footage. Here you go. You know, because 5 a.m. in the morning is totally a normal time to drop off ballots when you have a bag of them. This is totally what happens. Let's just just talk through this video. So this lady starts at 5 a.m. in the morning with a giant bag of ballots runs in and shoves stacks of them. Then she walks over to the corner, turns around and retrieves more stacks of ballots and shoves them into the drop box. There you go. Here you go. There she goes again, walking presumably off camera. And then here she comes making her third deposit of ballots. Boy, she's got a busy morning ahead of her. There you go. More ballots into this drop box. Uh, An important reminder, these are Democrats against Democrats. These are Democrats running against Democrats, committing fraud against Democrats. Here's your official state of Connecticut ballot drop box. Hey, maybe, maybe unaccountable ballot drop boxes is a bad idea. Well, there you go. Here she is again working for the county. You want third world elections in this country? You want Kim Jong-un, Saddam Hussein style elections? Here she goes again. Boy, she she's an employee, incredible. She's an employee at the uh, county seat building. And here she is using her county paycheck to stuff ballots, incredible. So Wanda, that lady's name is Wanda Pataki. She is the vice chair of the Bridgeport Democratic Town Committee. So she is a high ranking Democrat official. In court, Wanda, who you saw stuffing, stacks of ballots there, exercised her Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination and declined to answer any questions she is a former city council member. And ladies and gentlemen, she is a high up Democrat official in the county. Wow. And she refused to answer questions. How'd you get the ballots? Who printed off the ballots? Where'd you get all these votes? It's illegal in Connecticut to deliver any to for anyone other than the voter to drop a ballot. How'd you get these? Hmm really curious. I think we have a little more insight into how this all happens. Let's move from Connecticut to the blue state of New Jersey. In New Jersey now, multiple Democrats have been charged with fraud for rigging their 2020 election. Incredible, truly, and utterly remarkable. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and read through. Patterson Council Speaker Alex Mendez stole mail-in ballots along with his wife and two other campaign supporters to rig the 2020 election. This is from New Jersey. New allegations that are far broader and more serious. Than when he was first charged in 2021, the criminal conspiracy was done to get himself election and elected in 2020, according to the state attorney general, who said that Mendez and his wife and two campaign supporters stole mail-in ballots from res- residences, drop boxes, filled some out, and then tried to mail in fakes, fake ballots in their efforts to win. Where? What are you reading from, Benny? InfoWars? No, I'm reading you to. I'm reading to you from NBC News. Investigators said that in all, hundreds of ballots were stolen, then those ballots were opened, then those ballots had their votes checked by the candidate himself. Then if the candidate saw that you voted for someone other than him, he threw away your vote. Then the candidate replaced votes for himself into your envelope and voted for you. Oh my God. Investigators said that all in all, hundreds of ballots were stolen, falsified, and improperly delivered during the pandemic when mail-in ballot, balloting was how votes were cast. Oh, interesting little note there. So they used mail-in balloting and an emergency pandemic in order to break forever our American electoral system and the series of checks and balances that we have on the security of our elections. Oh, interesting. Again, ladies and gentlemen, how many times do the conspiracy theorists need to be right? Here's from the attorney general's website directly, in case you're wondering, like, Who's going after this? Is it true, the vote? Is it a right-wing, right-wing conspiracy sites trying to uh, uh, destroy American democracy? No. Nope. Here's the attorney general of New Jersey, Matthew J. Platkin. Man is a Democrat. And this man is charging. Uh, announced today that the Patterson City Council president, Alex Mendez, has been brought up on new charges, fraud charges, and felonies in connection with election fraud cases after investigators determined the defendant personally collected ballots, oversaw the fraudulent mailing of ballots, while members of his campaign stole ballots from residential mailboxes and discarded the ballots that did not cast a vote for their candidate. It's also alleged that the defendant tampered with witnesses to avoid prosecution. Wow, well, what do you know? Let's go ahead and read through the charges, shall we? Scroll down. Uh, Alex, here are the charges that this Democrat is being charged with. Conspiracy to commit election fraud, fraud in casting mail-in votes, unauthorized possession of ballots, tampering with public records, falsifying and tampering with records, forgery, conspiracy and tampering with fabricating physical evidence, soliciting and procuring or assaulting, assisting in unlawful registration or voter violation, conspiracy to commit witness tampering. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's a hell of a stack of charges right there. These are second degree, third degree, and fourth degree charges. This man could spend the rest of his life in prison and should. That's a good start. How about the rest of them? When do we get the rest? Well, okay, so now we've t- shown you exactly how the system works. They take the unaccountable, untraceable ballots from the mailboxes. They open said ballot. They take the vote out of the ballot, okay? They take the ballot out of your mailbox. They take your vote out of your, out of your, of here. here's how you voted. Okay, if they don't like the way you voted, Then they remove your ballot, they rip it up, they throw it in the trash. Then, go read. This is exactly what happened in New Jersey. Go read. Then they take their marker, they take another ballot, who knows how they got it, would love to figure that one out, and they do a big mark. There you go. Big X, they vote for themselves, they fold that back up, they put it into your envelope, and then they mail it in. Not a conspiracy, a literal felony charge against a Democrat in New Jersey. This is how a Democrat in Patterson, New Jersey, place that I've actually been a couple times, is going down. That sounds crazy, Benny. Oh, really? Listen to the news. President of Patterson City Council, Michael Jackson, and Councilman-Elect Alex Mendez both charged with criminal conduct involving mail-in ballots during the city's special elections on May 12th. I've said it, that I had a suspicion that the integrity of this election was compromised. In addition to Mr. Jackson and Mr. Mendez, 51-year-old Shalim Khalik and 21-year-old Abu Razin were also charged. New Jersey Attorney General Gerbert Greywald said the Postal Service alerted authorities after hundreds of mail-in ballots were found in a single mailbox in Patterson. Numerous additional ballots were found in another mailbox in a nearby town. So two Democrat areas, Democrats rigging elections against Democrats. Patterson, New Jersey is a big time Democrat stronghold, obviously. People are engaging in third world election, election rigging. Democrats against Democrats. Now, what about Democrats against Republicans? Are we allowed to talk about that? Are we allowed to ask questions about mail-in balloting now? I I believe that Democrats really like a lady named Kamala Harris for some reason. And cringy Kamala not too long ago, four years ago, cringey Kamala was actually a far right-wing Alex Jones listening to conspiracy theorist. Probably watches this show, probably a member of the Benny Brigade. Because back in the day, four years ago, Kamala Harris had the sense to say, oh, <laughs> okay, we are not going to be doing electronic voting. We are not going to be doing mail-in voting. That's insane. Back when Kamala Harris thought that Donald Trump was going to utilize shenanigans to get himself reelected, Kamala Harris was really, really in favor of watermarked, stamped, traceable, paper, ballots, secure, and observed, voting, single-day voting from bizarro universe. Watch Kamala Harris.
1: ...systems to audit but also what they can do around um, best practices and and best machinery. Um, We are talking with them about the fact that it is probably best that you do not have your election system connected to the Internet because that will create greater vulnerabilities. And then look at where we are now in this year of our Lord 2018. We're talking about paper ballots. But that actually might be one of the smartest systems, going back to, you know, a day when we could we could have something tangible that we can hold on to because Russia cannot hack a piece of paper, like they can a computer system connected to the internet.
0: Do they want you? They want you to delete what you just saw from here. They want to tell you it's not real. The video of Joe Biden saying we've created the greatest election fraud system in history. The video of Kamala Harris saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, we're really worried about." electronic voting and the hacking of our elections. And that we need to have like accountable balloting processes. They, they want you to forget that. Why? Well, because the system works out great for them. You know, they've broken the elections and they broke them in their favor. Here you go. I I've, I've, I've brought you two pieces of news directly from Democrat states where Democrats engage in election fraud against other Democrats, but do they engage in election fraud against other Republicans. Hmm. Let's go ahead and look here from the state of Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, also the Gateway Pundit, we have the proof. Massive 2020 voter fraud uncovered in Michigan, including estimated 800,000 ballot applications sent to non-qualified voters. Bags of prepaid gift cards, guns with silencers, burner phones, and a Democrat-funded organization with multiple temporary facilities in several states. My oh my, how the turntables turn So we have covered this before on the program, but effectively in Michigan, what they're saying in this piece is that hundreds of thousands of Michigan voters that are not legal voters were sent ballots and that those ballots were turned back in somehow that there was a system operated and funded by Joe Biden for president in part, but also the Democrat Senatorial Campaign Committee that was responsible for harvesting these ballots. How do they know this? They know this because the election workers in Michigan sounded the alarm saying, my God, my God, what is happening? There are, tens of thousands of people that are voting and we don't know how they're voting. They're not registered to vote. They're not, they're not legally able to vote, but here their ballots come pouring in. And we have no way to to deal with this in our systems because we haven't, we don't we haven't built out a system for mail-in voting. This was directed to the Michigan state police who then directed it to the FBI. Who was responsible for hoovering up these unaccountable ballots? Well, the organization in question called GBI Strategies was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars by the Democrat Senatorial Campaign Committee and also by Joe Biden for president. And they paid people to go and gather up these ballots and to drop these ballots off into drop boxes, much like you saw there in Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Secretary of State in Michigan has referred all this to the FBI, saying, yeah, I mean, this, this is fraud. One employee dropped off between 8 and 10,000 registrations, voter registrations in one day. They registered 10,000 people in a day? How exciting. The investigators found that a number of voter applications were clearly fraudulent. Police found dozens of new phones, hundreds of pe- prepaid payment cards considered suspicious by police in the report. So what went down? Those mysterious videos that you see of the van? I don't know if we have that, ALX. Do we have the video of the van popping in in the middle of the night in Detroit? These mysterious videos, where did these all come from? Well, here you go. This looks just like the Connecticut video, doesn't it? The Connecticut video, a Democrat judge in a Democrat city in a primary against where a Democrat ran against a Democrat, said, said that videos just like this uh, means fraud. That's what the judge ruled in Connecticut. He overturned the election and he said, we need a redo because so much of this was going on. Ballot after ballot, after ballot, after ballot, getting shoved into an unaccountable Dropbox. And then those drop boxes, by the way, they just, bring all those ballots in, they separate the ballot from the envelope, and then there's no way to track it ever again. Why exactly is this allowed? Well, judges are beginning to say this shouldn't be allowed. Again, the judge, William Clark in Connecticut, said, you must redo your election. I rule that this election is a fraudulent election, and there's no way to trace the legitimate winner due to activity just like this. Where'd all those ballots go? Where'd they all go? What's happening here? Is the ballot tabulation center in Michigan that you will recall stopped all of its voting on election night. Why did that happen? Nobody's ever been able to explain it to me. Why? Why did five swing states stop their tabulation of ballots on election night? Can somebody please give me a logical explanation? I've been following politics for a very long time. Nobody's ever been able to answer that question for me. If somebody gave me an answer, a legal answer, then I'd say, okay. As a rational person, I'd say, all right. If somebody was able to show me a time in election history, and again, I've followed every presidential election since the election of 1992. I'm a big time dork. I've liked politics for a very long time. The election of 1992, I remember watching. I was like young. I was like eight eight years old, eight years old. I've never seen an election get paused in the middle of the night. We've, we're done counting. We're going to go home for the night. Can somebody please explain that to me? Calmly, slowly. Like I was a child, you know? Someone please break it down for me. Michigan State Senator Ruth Johnson, who is the former Secretary of State for the state of Michigan, Says, and I quote, this is the former secretary of state for the state of Michigan. Again, not a crackpot, a real person with a legitimate legal basis says, my estimate is that over 800,000 ballot applications were sent to non-qualified voters in Michigan, including many individuals who had moved or died, or even some individuals who were underage or non-citizens. Many were sent to people who had moved out of the state. These ballot applications, if turned back in, would cause a live ballot to be sent to that address by the clerk. Both the ballot applications and the live ballots were not seriously checked for a signature match because Democrat Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson purposefully advised clerks to illegally assume and presume that the signatures were a match. Says the former Secretary of State of Michigan, 800,000 ballot applications. What was the difference between Trump and Biden in Michigan? What was the difference between the two of them and their vote tallies in Michigan? Pretty important. Here, would 800,000 ballots have made the difference? Let's establish the fact pattern based on direct rulings. Ladies and gentlemen, the fact pattern is based on the rulings of judges. Okay, here you go. ALX is grabbing the information. I don't know it off the top of my head. I know it's a teeny margin of error. And I know that of course, when the voting stopped, Donald Trump was winning. In places like Michigan and Pennsylvania, in places like Georgia, that's just a known fact. They want you to forget about it. We watched it happen with our own two eyes. Oh, wow, very interesting. Would you look at that? The entire state's red, except for one county. Would you look at that? The entire state is blood red, except for a single little county and some weird little socialist county up there in the in the uh, funny little Canadian part of Michigan. So what's the difference? Oh, okay, it's a uh, teeny fraction of a percent. Joe Biden won 50% of the vote. So what's the difference? 200, less than, 150,000 votes is the difference. Less than, less than 150,000 votes is the difference between Biden and Trump. Less than 150,000. And here you have the attorney general of Michigan, former, who is now a state senator, saying 800,000 non-qualified voters got ballots. That resulted in a live ballot. That resulted in a system where Joe Biden for president and the Democratic Senatorial Committee shoved enormous amounts of money to an organization to go and hoover up and harvest those ballots. Got it? Benny, you're crazy. You're crazy. There's, there's no way this is real. Well, if it's not real, why did the Michigan Secretary of State refer all of this once it was reported out by the Gateway Pundit, who, again, I give like massive credit to for uh, breaking these stories. Why did the Secretary, where did the Michigan Secretary of State, Democrat, refer all this to the FBI in a panic? And the FBI said, okay, we got it. Yes, this is really bad. Why? Why is it that this makes national news? If it's not real, and if it's not really happening, then why do clips like this exist? The, between eight and 10,000 um, voter registration applications. And, um, and in the report, um, the Muskegon um, city clerk mentions that this woman brought an additional 2,500 um, voter applications, and I think it was the following day. And that's when the police started following her. Another interesting point is the police um, began tracking these individuals that they thought were involved in this ring of uh,
1: voter registration fraud in Michigan, and they were using the same technology,
0: the GPS tracking that True the Vote used, that Democrats and the media mocked as being inaccurate and uh, unreliable. So I think that's important to note, because throughout the report, they talk about the GPS tracking. that. Here's the police report. We'll pop it up on screen for you. It's worth you to see. For you to see, please observe. This is the actual police, Department of State Police report to the Secretary of State. It's a very, very long, very tedious report using data phone tracking to track individuals who kept delivering stacks and stacks and stacks of ballots to unaccountable drop boxes throughout the state. And how did the police do this? Cell phone tracking data, ladies and gentlemen. Cell phone tracking data. Where have I heard that before? Where have I heard that before? Well... A couple of years ago, a man named Dinesh D'Souza dropped a movie documentary called 2,000 Mules. You may have forgotten about it. We didn't. It went something like this. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history.
1: Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I I am awaiting more information. If I
0: believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence.
1: True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than eleven hundred mules. What is a mule?
0: Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. Oh, okay, got it. That's the conspiracy theory video. Remember? Dinesh D'Souza, he's crazy, he's crazy crackpot. For making that video. What do we have now? Let's just really briefly go through rip through the fact pattern that we just established here. Judges in Connecticut are saying unaccountable drop boxes and the stuffing of those drop boxes mean invalid elections. There is no way to authenticate the legal winner of our vote, the legitimate winner, and so we are going to redo elections. Is it okay when Democrats do it against other Democrats? Can we talk about it then? Democrat officials in New Jersey are removing mail-in ballots from your mailbox, figuring out who you voted for, throwing away and destroying your vote if they didn't like how you voted and replacing a ballot with their name on it. Those people are being charged by a Democrat attorney general in the state of New Jersey. In Michigan, you have the former secretary of state and the Michigan state police referring a voter harvesting operation and a legal voting operation to the FBI out of panic because 800,000 people may have, that are not legal voters in Michigan may have gotten live ballots what happened next? Oh, we may never know. And more curiously enough, ladies and gentlemen, here in Arizona, let's talk about a conviction. In Arizona, a woman was convicted in a border city for harvesting votes and then changing the votes, filling out the ballots. Got it? This lady has actually been sentenced. This lady is now a felon. This woman, again, from the AP, collected ballot, went through the neighborhood, covered up, she's a, de- guess which party she part of. She's a Democrat elected official, a Democrat organizer. She harvested all the mail-in ballots that she could. She got out her pen and she literally stood outside the voting center. People are sloppy. She stood outside the voting center and she filled out the ballots. It's all on film. It's all on camera. She just filled out the ballots, shoved them in there and then brought in stacks of ballots and voted. This lady's a felon. I want you to know something, that one, we are not scared of actually covering this topic because we are on the right. We are right on this topic. The elections in America are broken. They are fundamentally broken. And more importantly, the Heritage Foundation has a voter fraud database where you can see the thousands of other cases, just like what we talked about well, Benny, you're just cherry picking some really bad counties and these places are really bad. Nope, 1,500 voter fraud cases that have been brought to court and where criminal defendants have lost the case, proven instances of voter fraud, 1,200 criminal convictions, civil penalties, diversion programs, judicial findings and official findings all across America. There's even a map that shows you every state in America, but just go down to the, uh, you just go click on any any given state, but in every single state, there are voter fraud cases every single election, and you can look through some of the charges there. It's always the same. Illegal votes, ballot tampering, illegal registrations again and again and again, and you can scroll page after page after page after page. Do not let them lie to you. Do not let them psyop you. Do not let them break you what they have broken is our election system and there are few people in this country better poised to fight the breaking of our systems and the breaking of what the american people believe uh to be our last best hope donald trump in 2024 and his next battle a battle that is being fought right now in congress and being fought justly and rightly uh, by our next guest, somebody who is an honor to have on the show once more, the great Jim Jordan. Congressman, we're just uh, kind of blown away that Democrat judges can rule that unaccountable drop boxes when there's footage of people shoving stacks of ballots in there, that that's an well, illegitimate election. Hey,
1: yeah, no, that was great. I, I was listening to, to that uh, Benny, what you we were talking about, and some of the things you were you were playing there. But remember, it was I think it was like 20 years ago. We had a bipartisan report, uh, saying that you know mail in ba- voting, mail in balloting is is a dangerous place to go. It is all kinds of potential for for problems when you do that, and certainly drop boxes fits in that same category. And so I I guess in many ways, we shouldn't be surprised that there were all kinds of concerns with the last uh, presidential election because they told us that. And again, it was bipartisan. The the members of Congress who were the authors that it's it's escaping me now. But um, I just remember that report bipartisan saying, don't do this. Don't go this way. And then, of course, that's exactly what happened in 2020. And we had
0: all these concerns. And we, we played a clip earlier of Kamala Harris saying, whoa, 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 electronic voting, unlimited mail and balloting. This is really bad stuff. Yep. Like Kamala Harris arguing when she was a senator that these things are going to lead to people losing faith in elections. And yep. now you are seeing in New Jersey, in Connecticut, in Michigan, massive criminal cases, felonies that are being charged by Democrats against Democrats for these exact crimes that, of course, is anathema to talk about. Yeah, I guess. Are we allowed to talk about it when it's Democrats cheating against Democrats? Because here's the AP from this morning.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think that's I think that's all a concern. And, and yeah, we're not there's all kinds of things we're not allowed to say. We're not allowed to, you know, only Democrats are allowed to vote against accepting the electors on, on January 6th. Uh, 2001, January 6, 2005, January 6, 2017. But if Republicans raise concerns like we did uh, in in 2021, oh, somehow that's wrong. You can't do that, even though Democrats have done it every time a Republican has been elected this uh, this, you know, this century. Uh, So, yeah, there's always this this double standard, unfortunately. What we want is is fair elections, free elections. We want everyone to vote who's allowed to vote. That's the system we want. But we also want the safeguards in place where you show a voter ID, where you have the signature match and you follow the law. That's how we want it to work. And we want whoever wins, wins. that's how our great system is supposed to operate.
0: Yes. There is an erosion of faith in our institutions and faith in justice here from the House Judiciary Committee this morning. You're saying that Hunter Biden, the that Weiss, had authority in Hunter Biden case limited. Yeah, no, and he, that that he is that he, that the DOJ effect, effectively put shackles on him for charging Hunter.
1: Well, I mean, first he said he had the ultimate authority. He changed his story three times in 33 days this summer. and two letters he sent to me, one he sent to to Senator Graham. Um, And we've we've now deposed, we've had uh, the U.S. attorney from the Central District of California, the U.S. attorney from the District of Columbia, the U.S. attorney from the Western District of Pennsylvania. We've talked to all these guys, and we talked to the head guy at DOJ Tax, who was part of the Hunter Biden investigation, and they all said, no, he didn't really have ultimate authority. We chose not to partner with him. The guy at DOJ Tax says he couldn't bring tax charges unless we okayed it. So uh, David Weiss is telling the, the country one thing when, in fact, that just wasn't the case. We actually have him coming in for his deposition next Tuesday. We look forward to asking him questions now that we've interviewed so many other folks who were part of the investigative uh, team. What we do know is this Department of Justice this, this The Department of Justice, uh, they spied on Capitol Hill staffers. We found that Republican staffers. We found that out last week. One of those was, of course, a key staffer for Senator Grassley. They've, of course, treated parents as terrorists. They said if you're a pro-life Catholic, you're an extremist. And then on the other hand, when it came to investigating Hunter Biden, they slow-walked the investigation. They didn't follow their rules. They tried to get this sweetheart deal past the judge in Delaware, who thankfully said no to it. So that's sort of the, what we see is one set of treatment for uh, the Biden family, a different set for for parents and Catholics and Republican staffers, for goodness sake. So we're going to try to get to the bottom of all of that as we pursue this impeachment inquiry that I think has certainly been warranted. And we continue to gather the facts for that.
0: Yeah, that's right. We saw the clip on Hannity. Perhaps we have that ready to play with everyone raising their hands uh, and saying, hey, we expect the impeachment of Joe Biden, to go forward. Uh, You were in the room last night. Can you give us an update?
1: Well, I I said this last night. I I do think the most compelling evidence thus far is what happened relative to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and this Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. So four fundamental facts. Hunter Biden is put on the board of Burisma, fact number one. Fact number two, he was not qualified to be on the board. He had no qualifications in energy, but he's put on the board because of the brand, because of the Biden brand. his partner, Devin Archer, uh, testified to when, when we deposed him a few months ago. Fact number three, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer meet with the key executives from Burisma in Dubai and the executives say, hey, we are under pressure. Can you talk to Washington and help relieve the pressure? Immediately after that conversation, Hunter Biden calls his father. And then five days later, Joe Biden, then vice president, who had the Ukrainian portfolio as part of his Part of his responsibilities goes to uh, Ukraine and starts the process to fire the very prosecutor who's applying the pressure to Burisma that they asked to be the executives from Burisma asked to be relieved from. That all happens in a short amount of time, five days. That all takes place. I think that's the most compelling evidence because Joe Biden used the tax dollars of the people I get the privilege of representing in the 4th District of Ohio, American tax money, he leveraged that to get the result he wanted, the result that his son asked him to do five days previously because the executives of Burisma wanted it done. That, I think, is the most compelling evidence we have, uh, and, and uh, we will continue to pursue that, and how that all works fits in with uh, the way David Weiss handled the investigation.
0: So you see every single Republican here in this shot raising their hand has made a considerable amount of news. Do you believe that the conference, which has been, uh, let's just say, peculiar over the last three weeks and has shown a bit of cracking, that the conference would vote in favor of an impeachment of Joe Biden? Again, I think it's driven
1: by the evidence. As I've said many times, certainly in our constitutional duty to do oversight, Certainly an impeachment inquiry phase of that oversight was warranted based on what we had gathered, what Mr. Comer had gathered, what Chairman Smith and the Ways and Means Committee with the two IRS whistleblowers who've come forward. Who, by the way, Benny, those two individuals, Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler. Their testimony has not wavered. It has stood up to cross-examination. It has been yes. buttressed and reinforced by every single witness that we have deposed in the Judiciary Committee as we look at how David Weiss handled the investigation. So you got the Ways and Means Committee with the whistleblowers coming forward that, they, that they're they working on. You got Chairman Comer looking at the suspicious activity reports and the banking records of the Biden business operations. And then what we're doing in judiciary is looking at how the investigation was handed, how Justice Department, uh, how they handled this whole thing when we, all three of us will will come together at the end and, and have the evidence and we'll present that to the conference and see if that warrants moving to actual articles of impeachment.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, I certainly hope that that holds out. There is, a, you have such an unenviable job because there seems to be so much corrupt, like in every direction, right? Thank God we're surrounded because, well, then we can fight the enemy in every direction. And that seems to be you, uh, especially now. There is a new, inquiry that has been opened up in the intelligence community for obstructing Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson's investigation. Uh, Can you, you, you fired off a letter yesterday uh, about opening up this new inquiry. Can you talk me through it?
1: Well, I want to go back to the start of this Congress because the very first two witnesses we had in the select committee on the weaponization of these agencies against we, the people, the first two witnesses we had were Senator Grassley and Senator Johnson, who came and talked about how they, they believed they were given this defensive briefing as a way to undermine what they were doing and what they were looking into relative to the Biden business operation in Hunter Biden. And so we have now asked the, 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 the various agencies, let us know what actually took place there based on what they have told us, what Senator Grassley's released. And I think a key component of this, and I mentioned this earlier is, remember Senator Grassley's key staffer, Jason Foster, was the individual who now just learned that he was being spied on. They were looking at his phone records and his email records, Because Google notified him that, hey, we got a subpoena from the Justice Department several years ago and we complied with that subpoena. So they were spying on Capitol Hill staffers who were looking into the same thing Senator Grassley, Senator Johnson were looking into. That is a problem. So we're we're trying to get to the. How far did that go? Were there other staffers here, Republican staffers on Capitol Hill? Were there members Were other members given certain briefing? I mean, those are the kind of questions we got to get answers to, because that's not supposed to be how it works under our constitutional system.
0: Yeah, it's not supposed to be the CIA saying that Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. But here we are, and those people still have security clearances. How is it possible, Congressman? Yeah,
1: well, it's funny you bring that up because when we talked to uh, uh, Scott Brady, the U.S. attorney in the Western District of Pennsylvania a week and a half ago, during his deposition, he was tasked by Attorney General Bill Barr to be the clearinghouse for all information related to Ukraine and related to Hunter Biden. And in the course of that deposition, I finally just asked him, I said, when did you learn about the laptop? Now, remember, he's tasked with this on January 3rd, 2020. He doesn't learn about the It was funny, he got a little smile on his face, because I, I guess he, we were tracking together, and, and, he, and he goes, he goes, I didn't learn about the laptop until the story went public in the New York Post on October 14th, 2020. So for 11 months, because they had the laptop even before 2020, they had it in December 2019. For 11 months, they let this guy operate, who's supposed to be the clearinghouse for all information related to Hunter Biden in Ukraine— they don't tell him about the laptop and he learns like the rest of us learn when it's in the news, when the New York Post uh, reports that story. They also waited six months before they told him about the confidential human source and he finally got to interview this guy and he told us he felt this guy was credible. So th- that to me is 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 also emblematic of this problem where these agencies aren't, aren't doing, aren't operating, frankly, the way they're supposed to. Uh, and it's again, it's why we we've, we've continued to dig into this for this entire Congress and we will continue to do so.
0: It's not just how it's not supposed to. I mean, it's like a criminal enterprise. It's a protection racket. I mean, again, it's funny how there's a through line here when it comes to the breaking of elections, but also the breaking of justice in our country. Everything was set up in order to get Joe Biden over the finish line. And it didn't matter what they needed to destroy to do it. And the country be damned, it feels like more and more, it's like, we'll destroy this place before we'll let somebody else take power if it's not us. And they're doing just such damage.
1: Yeah, slow walk the Biden investigation. While you're calling parents terrorists, I mean, slow walk the Biden investigation. Don't share with uh, with the key U.S. attorney the information about the laptop. While you're saying pro-life Catholics are extremists, slow walk the Biden investigation. While while you're doing all these other things, like while while you're spying on on, on Republican staffers on Capitol Hill, that is again that that is a two-tiered system, and again, not supposed to be how it operates. And it's why it's so important we do the now. Here's the good news, Benny. Because we've done some of this work and we've exposed some of this stuff, there are some things changing. The IRS, for example, no longer makes unannounced visits to Americans' homes. They, they tell us, "Oh, that's just because we're concerned about our agent safety." Baloney! They made that change because we caught him knocking on Matt Taibbi's door while he's testifying in front of our committee. For goodness' sake! So. There are some things that that are changing and moving in a good direction because of the work we're doing and the work you're doing, letting the country know what's going on
0: is straight-up Stalinist. Final thing, and I know you have to go, Congressman. Final thing, I will be calling you Speaker Jordan on this program. I don't care if it's inappropriate. I don't care if it's not uh, completely accurate. You're Speaker Jordan to me. We were hard in the paint for you, Congressman. We like Speaker Johnson quite a bit. We know that he's been uh, kind of a protege of yours, actually, on judiciary. Uh, Just a quick thought on the Speaker's race and Speaker Johnson. Mike
1: Johnson is a great American, a solid Christian individual, the kind of guy you want in that position. He's doing a great job. Uh, I have nothing but great things to say about Mike and his wife. Mike and Kelly and Polly and I, we went to Israel together a few years ago, just to, just the four of us uh, on a trip. We, it was a, a great trip. He's a super guy. And, and again, I think the right values, the right demeanor uh, for that position. And I think he's going to do an outstanding job for the country.
0: All right. Well, Speaker Jordan. Speaker Jordan, not, <laughs> not meant to be this time around. Don't worry, we got your back next time. Thanks, Dave. Thank you so much, Congressman. Take care. It hurts, ladies and gentlemen. It hurts because we were hard in the paint for the great Congressman Jim Jordan. You know this show. This show was deeply, deeply behind uh, Jim Jordan for speaker, but it does seem th- uh, that Mike Johnson has uh, the support of a considerable number of people that we we deeply respect, uh, along with a number of guests of the show and friends of the show. Uh, and so we say, good, carry on. I, ca- I To be honest, my biggest mark against Jim Jordan becoming speaker would have been, uh, he, we would have lost him as an investigative bulldog uh, against the regime, the deep state and the Bidens and uh i suppose that would have that that would have been a massive loss but it is such a enormous compliment to you and to the work that we are doing here with the Benny Brigade uh the work that we were doing here on this show that we were able to command um such incredible audiences by 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 such powerful members of this party that are coming through onto this program to speak truth jim jordan they're talking about unaccountable mail-in ballots, drop boxes, and so forth. When was the last time you heard anyone even ask about these questions? We can ask these questions because of you. We say thank you to the Benny Brigade. Please go to bennyjohnson.com slash brigade if you wish to join the Benny Brigade. Of course, it is a brigade in the Salty Army. You can support us in our independent journalism so that we can actually cover topics and stories like this. I was talking with our producers this morning. We often get a news clip, right? Uh, uh, And nobody had any news clips about this election fraud that's taking place in Connecticut New Jersey we stack up news clips right for the show nobody's covering it as far as we know we're the only people covering it with a show like this we're the fastest growing independent news show and we thank you for us being able to remain independent please go to the Benny Brigade and support us cost less than uh, five dollar foot long a month and of course it, when you support us you will be shipped. When you support us, when you sign up for an annual subscription, you'll be shipped uh, this sweet, greatest keychain in America, the Benny Brigade, official Benny Brigade keychain made out of all American leather uh, and made by veterans and shipped directly to you so that you can stay based and stay salty. How do we get mail and balloting? Exactly. Oh, uh, there was a pandemic and everyone was super scared of it. And uh, that pandemic happened totally randomly in a wet market, right? bunch of Chinese people eating bats. So we were told by the liars, the liars who created the pandemic. This bombshell report, Anthony Fauci run lab in Montana experimented with coronavirus strains before the outbreak, a year before COVID began. My God, ladies and gentlemen, let's read. US taxpayer money was used to experiment with coronavirus from a Chinese lab thought to be the source of the COVID pandemic, More than a year before the global outbreak, an investigation has found. The National Institutes of Health, under Dr. Fauci's leadership, infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats, oh, injected injected bats, huh, with a SARS-like virus called WIV-1. That's Wuhan Institute of Virology 1. That's what that stands for. In Montana, in 2018, just 15 minutes away from the Maryland presidential retreat in Camp David, again. That line doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the Wuhan Institute of Virology 1 coronavirus was shipped from the Wuhan lab, the FBI believes caused the COVID pandemic and was tested on bats acquired from a roadside Maryland zoo. That's what they must mean about Camp David because that's in Maryland. But the research is more evidence of the ties between the US government and the Wuhan lab as well as the funding of dangerous virus research across the globe. So what does this mean? Well, what it means is that they had created, they created COVID and they created COVID in a lab. They did it with a doctor named Shi Zhen Li, who is the coronavirus expert by Shi Zhen Li, is a Chinese virologist who specializes in going up and harvesting bats from their natural environments in high caves in the easternmost rural parts of China. These bats are the natural repositories of coronavirus in nature. Coronaviruses do exist naturally in nature, but they are harmless to you. Why? Well, one, because the repositories of coronavirus in nature exist high up in caves and do not interact with human beings uh, often at all. Two, because those coronaviruses They do not make the bats sick and we're not sure why, but they also do not have a very specific type of protein that would be needed, required, this is called a spike protein, to enter the human cell and infect us. The spike protein had to be added. It had to be gene, gene therapy snipped into a coronavirus So you isolate a bat corona, you bring the bats in, you isolate the bat coronavirus, and then you add a human spike protein. And then that coronavirus has theoretically the capacity to infect human beings. That is the only way, biological fact, the only way that this pandemic could have started, period. Now, the vast majority of our own government intelligence agencies say that, Dr. Fauci funded research to do this exact thing to coronaviruses. He paid millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to do this research. We know the doctors, we know who they are, we know what they were doing. All this information is public. More importantly, and this is really demonstrable, the Chinese themselves, before this became a weaponized political nuclear football, the Chinese themselves did the research and sent investigators to this lab to go and interview the lab techs before this was scrubbed entirely from the internet. It's incredible, incredible documents that have been preserved, but the Chinese scientists that were sent there said, whoa, whoa, whoa. they were doing shoddy experimentation on very dangerous stuff, adding spike proteins to uh, lab particles, and they they got infected by their own work. They got infected by their own work. They were sloppy. This lab should be shut down. They were doing stuff that could be considered illegal. This was funded by America. And this needs to be all shut down. And what happened as soon as the scientists issued that report, which you can still find today, the Chinese government swooped in and took over the lab entirely. Scrubbed all evidence. As soon as that report was dropped, Chinese swoop in, lock it down. The military now runs the Wuhan lab in the, the viral lab, virology lab in Wuhan. It's the only way that the pandemic could have started. They created a mutant molecule. And then, of course, our media goes into pure hysterics, says that it's too, the air you breathe is too dangerous. And then they take that government created weaponized molecule and they say, You need to have mail-in voting because breathing air is now deadly. And we need to have unaccountable, unlimited mail-in balloting forever because the world is too dangerous. And then you get our first story. Democrats in Connecticut committing election fraud against each other through unlimited, unaccountable mail-in balloting. And it's all on tape. See how the circle of life works? See how the system works? How do, they track? How do they track these people? They tracked them via their cell phones. Now, I can't tell you that Patriot Mobile will stop your cell phone from being tracked because, well, they're all on big devices. But I can tell you that Patriot Mobile as a company is a free speech first company run by Christians with excellent morals and that do not fund the type of leftist prog programming that is destroying uh, our nation. Many of the big cell phone companies do that. Patriot Mobile does not. And that is why we use Patriot Mobile at this show. We are a show that is powered by Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today when you use the offer code Benny and join me in making the switch today. That's patriotmobile.com slash Benny. We use Patriot Mobile and we take it all around the globe, all around the world, actually. It works great. Our phones work great. And we even took it to the Trinity Nuclear site. And that's a documentary we'll be releasing on Saturday. Very excited about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, what's next? Well, what's next is we're going to continue to ask questions. We're going to continue to put our shoulders to the wheel for issues like voter fraud and for issues like the Biden crime family. Things you're not supposed to talk about, things you're not allowed to talk about, things that make you. You you lose opportunities or advertisers or whatever if you ask these questions. But lucky for us, we got you. And so that's what keeps us going. We have a duty to you. Our fealty is to the audience and to truth and to our God, who we will have to answer to ultimately in the end. And so ladies and gentlemen, stay centered with your verse of the day. Psalms 55, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. We march forward, ladies and gentlemen. We will not be shaken. We thank you for supporting us in our work. We are some of the only people that has the brass to ask these questions. And we even asked it of Jim Jordan. And I think that's really important. Like it's time. It's our obligation to bring to the Republican Party, like the priorities of us. And our election systems are so broken. And the erosion of trust in this society is being reduced down to a zero trust society and we need real fighters and we need real change and we have all the faith in the world that God can save this place. But probably at this point, only a miracle. (laughs) So we keep praying and we keep marching forward because our God is an awesome God. It's your boy, Benny. Thanks for watching. See ya.